I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So only a guy from Boston can play Paul Revere on this one. Tom Brady is coming. Tom Brady is coming. That's what Boston Globe reporter Ben Volan says could happen. Could he be right? Bruce Arian says he's seen sketches of the Bucks' new uniforms. What do they look like? Uh, you creamsicle fans may be a little upset. Will Steven Stamkos be out for tonight's game against the Blackhawks? And what's up with the captain and the Bolts who have lost three in a row? We've got all that and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, folks, I know you've heard of Tampa Bay Downs, but if you haven't experienced it for yourself, what's holding you back? Tampa Bay Downs has been a Tampa entertainment landmark since 1926, and it offers more than just thoroughbred horse racing. They also feature action in the Silks Poker Room, and you can work on your golf swing in the Downs Golf Practice Facility. There's live thoroughbred horse racing four days a week, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and gates open at 11 a.m. Post time is 1225, and the excitement is always fast and fun. Mike Henry from Tampa Bay Downs joins us now. And, Mike, I know we're uh, still a week away from your uh, big Festival Day program, but always a good time at Tampa Bay Downs and some, some fun family time this weekend as well. Well, Rick, I guess this weekend will be the proverbial calm before the storm because that Festival Day program, which includes the Lamb Home South Tampa Bay Derby and $1 million in stakes purses, will be a huge Saturday. But this Saturday, we have our annual Seafood Fest, and uh, the cost is $34.95. Uh, it includes seafood boil, uh, shrimp, jambalaya, all the fixings, uh, program, admission, and a chance to spend the prize wheel. I don't know what's going to be on that prize wheel, but I'm sure there's going to be uh, one or two really nice gifts on it. And we also have both uh, halves of the Tampa Turf Test the Phillies and Mares division, as well as the Males division, uh, both at a distance of a mile and an eighth. And then on Sunday, we have our Kids and Family Day, which are becoming more and more popular as time goes on. And uh, we're just hoping, keeping our fingers crossed, that it warms up a little. I think it's going to be sunny. Of course, it's raining like heck today, but I think we'll have a nice weekend. There's truly always something for everyone at Tampa Bay Downs. You can call Tampa Bay Downs at 813-855-4401 and check out their website at tampabaydowns.com for more information and 2020 promotions. All right, Steve, I'm still in Indianapolis where the NFL Combine is continuing. Bruce Arians is here as well. He's been on about every TV show, I think, since we talked to him the other day. And, you know, when we did talk to him, it didn't take much prodding to get him uh, to tell us who he would pick up the phone and call if a certain guy made it to free agency. Without hesitating, he said, Tom Brady, <laughs> which technically, by the letter of the NFL bylaws, is tampering, okay, because Brady, like uh, like all free agents-to-be, is still under contract until uh, the next three weeks or so. Um, but now, you know, along came a story, and this one um, was kind of interesting, actually, in the Boston Globe by Ben Volan about how 
you know, we've we've heard about Brady, and and if he doesn't remain in New England, which I I think the smart money is on him staying with the Patriots. But that aside, you know, you hear a lot about the Los Angeles Rams. You hear a lot about maybe the Oakland Raiders and John Gruden. I'll tell you what, man, making a run at the GOAT. And then you hear about, I don't know, maybe the Tennessee Titans, right, because Ryan Tannehill's a free agent, and, and Mike Vrabel is a former teammate of Tom Brady's. A good running game, a team that made it to the AFC Championship. Maybe Brady could push him over the top. So those are the, the premier teams you hear the most about. But what, uh, what Ben wrote about was that, hey, um, don't sleep on Tampa Bay because the people that he has spoken to here in Indianapolis and around the league have said that they're one of the three main players along with uh, the Los Angeles Chargers and the um, Oakland Raiders um, in play for Tom Brady. Now, that, that sounds, you know, like leverage to me. It's, it sounds like something that maybe somebody wants to put out there. Um, but we've heard this before. And, and I'm skeptical, Steve, because I've, I've been on the other side of this too many times. I mean, Bill Parcells, you know, has left the Bucks at the altar twice during my career here. The Packers were going to trade Brett Favre, you know, back in 2008, and then they, you know, traded him instead to the New York Jets because they didn't want him in the NFC to begin with. Um, the only time since I've covered the team that they really landed sort of a star, a, a guy that was a, a bit of a name uh, in his prime, is when they traded two first-round picks to the Jets for Keyshawn Johnson. And Keyshawn Johnson was, um, you know, a pretty prominent player at that time in his career and, you know, ended up on the cover of Sports Illustrated in a pirate, you know, outfit and a Bucks jersey and all of that. Um, and then, of course, they also, you know, made the huge deal for John Gruden, giving up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and $8 million to get Gruden, who then came here and won a Super Bowl. Um, but, you know... That that actually hurt them in the long run. They wound up, you know, going twelve years without the playoffs, and that that still continues. But you got to give this to the Glazers, and, and I think this is something that gets lost at times. Is that you know, for as much change as they have had in their coaching staff and uh, in some of their players and whatnot, they they've always sort of been big game hunters. You know what I mean? I mean they, you know, they they threw back Tony Dungy right to get Gruden. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they wanted Parcells uh, in the worst way. And when that fell apart, that's how they ended up with John. <clears throat> you may say this was a bad idea, but mm-hmm. they, they were in play, and they were the first team to make a play for Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. They had a him. hot coach. They hot had coach him. at Oregon. Had him in the bag. Yeah, I went to bed at, you know, and uh, when I went to bed at midnight, wrote the story, and, and then at 5.30 in the morning got the text from Mark Dominic saying he had gotten cold feet and decided to stay at Oregon. And then the next year, he did go to the NFL. He went to the Eagles and won 10 games his first two seasons there in each of his first two seasons. Um, Darrell Revis, you know, was was a name, but he was coming off a torn ACL. But they still gave up, you know, a first-round pick and a fourth-round pick um, to get him for what turned out to be just one season. He made the Pro Bowl. It wasn't very good, um, but it was $16 million a year contract, and um, that, that went away. So they, they've always had sort of, you know, They've always been kind of starstruck. They've always wanted to make big hires, big splashes, right? And and Malcolm was somewhat famous for that. So, you know, if Brady's going to be in a new uniform, why not the Bucks' new uniforms, right? I mean, um, and, and and I could see how this would, you know, excite the fan base, how it would really excite the Glazers who want to fill that stadium up. And furthermore, 
you know, they think they have a good team. I mean, if you listen to Bruce Arians talk, the, you know, the, the quarterback discussion has dominated everything, right? And, and in fact, we're talking about it now. But I think it's as much because he believes in the other players on that football team. You know, the, look what they have on offense. The two receivers, both pro bowlers, maybe the best tandem in the league, right, with Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin. And, you know, you, you have a, a, you know, still a, a tight end that has a lot of upside in O.J. Howard that, uh, you know, they have said this week just, you know, needs to be more acclimated into the offense, and they need to do a better job of, of putting him in positions to make plays. Uh, you know, Ronald Jones, I'm convinced they'll probably draft another running back, a decent offensive line that they will absolutely add to this year so that you have you have the pieces, right? And then the defense, if they can keep some of those guys together, like Shaq Barrett, which I'm sure they'll probably wind up franchising or keeping him, and maybe Jason Pierre-Paul, they say Ndamukong Su wants to come back. you got Vita Vea. Uh, Devin White will be in his second year. Levante hasn't slowed down. You're going to add probably a pass rusher in there somewhere. This is a, a quality roster. This is a team that has has lots of talent, probably more talent certainly than, than Tom Brady had around him, um, at least on the offensive side with New England last year. But is all that enough, right? And and when you think about it, if at this point in Brady's career, I mean, the only thing that should matter to him, I'm sure, is winning. I mean, he, you know, money he can get from Bob Kraft if he wants it. Um, he's taken less so that the Patriots can be good. Um, you know, but the Bucks certainly can offer him as much as anybody. They got more than $80 million, I think, in salary cap space. That's the fourth most in the NFL. Um, you know, I mentioned Todd Bowles. Here's what they also have. Um, and look, I, you know, nothing against John Gruden who won a Super Bowl here. He certainly knows what he's doing. His offense is voluminous um, in terms of its, its uh, you know, its verbiage. But, you know, and all those guys can coach. Bruce Arians is a two-time NFL coach of the year. I mean, this guy comes with credentials from quarterbacks that Tom Brady has played against, right? Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Carson Palmer. So, you know, I know there's a lot of people that kind of wonder. I guess the story, the question is this, Steve. Do, do they adjust to Brady's uh, scheme, right, to, to the style of offense he's used to playing, which is get the ball out quick. He can still throw it down the field when he has to. Um, but we know that Bruce Arians wants to push it down, you know, only get five guys eligible on every route. Uh, or, um, you know, are they going to try and make Brady, you know, play the downfield game? I would think that they would, that Brady would bring his offense with him. Well, I think they I, would adapt. If I'm Tom Brady, that's the first question I'm asking. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in signing me, you know, I'm bringing my offense. I mean, yes, you know, Tom Brady's not. Tom Brady gets the ball out quick and moves the ball around, and he does that right. for one because he's really good at it. Yeah, and he you know reads the defense as well. But two, he's not mobile. Right. That's and, right. And he doesn't want to get hit. That's right. You know, and in Bruce Arians' offense, where you're, you know, lots of deep patterns down the field five and, and five guys going drops, out, yeah. is your quarterback takes hits, and that's not what Brady wants, and right. especially at age forty-two years old. Right. You know, he didn't but, want that but, ten years ago, let alone now. Now, and you know, there's no one, there's no carryover, you know, on this staff that that maybe some, you know, somebody he might have had on on the offensive staff with with New England. Um, but I but I do know that when you know when Peyton Manning went to Denver and it was going to be the same thing for him, he was the offense. He mm-hmm. brought his own offense. He was not he was his own coordinator in Indianapolis for God's sakes. And Clyde Christensen will tell you that. 
but but they were going to run his stuff. I don't think that would be an issue. I mean, I, I could be wrong. But if, if you're going I, to I sign Tom Brady, you do whatever he wants offensively. You do what he does to make him the best player he can be because you want the best version of Tom Brady, right? You don't want to ask him to do something that, that he's not comfortable or that he, that he hasn't done. You don't want to slow him down. Everybody else has to catch up to him. Um, but the talent is undeniable that it's here. So, you know, it's, it's just it's really interesting that, that this news, news, that this opinion would come out of out of Boston, and the quote was, uh, "quote Be aware of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They need a quarterback, and they should be seen as a serious threat to steal Brady away from the Patriots." That's what Bolin wrote. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and we look, we've talked about a lot of those reasons too. I mean, you go to yeah. the Chargers or the Raiders, mm-hmm. and you've got to face Patrick Mahomes twice a year, and you're in his division. Good point. Good and point. Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. And do you want to? You know, I mean, Brady's success in the playoffs, a lot of it has been because of getting buys and winning his division every year. Yep. They don't play the first weekend of the playoffs predominantly. That's right. They get a lot of home games. You don't win your division, you get none. That's right. You're on the road, and you're going to play that first weekend. So that mm-hmm. makes your your path to the Super Bowl a lot harder. Uh, what Tampa Bay can't deliver on, Everything, I mean, you've got Drew Brees still there and Sean Payton in the division. So had Drew Brees retired, it's, you know, that division's wide open right, for the taking. But the one thing that Tampa Bay can't provide is the media market for, for the TB12 brand. Now, I mean, he's a national brand true. in that. But if you're in Vegas, you're in Los Angeles, you're in Boston. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, you know, that part of it. So I, I don't think money's going to be the issue. Brady's going to get $30 million from whoever signs him. Sure. He's going to command, you know, 30 million and that's what he's going to get whether it's Tampa Bay, whether it's Los Angeles, Oakland, Boston, New yeah. England, whoever. So, we also know that that TB12 brand is going to last long beyond football, which is, you know, whatever mm-hmm. he's got one, two, five years left, whatever it is. That's mm-hmm. the one thing Tampa Bay can't offer is media market size and coverage that way. Right. But, but, um, but, but he is he national. He's a big enough has, star oh, now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That is. that wherever he goes, look, I I can see, you know, he's going to get a lot of run from the Boston media when mm-hmm. he goes. To, a lot of national people obviously will be at One Buck or L.A. or, um, you know, Las Vegas, wherever he lands, if he were to leave, as they are now. And, you know, I think, you know, he's, he's 40, what, he's 42 years old, I think, mm-hmm. 42, 43 years old. So he's not going to play much more. I mean, this is definitely a short-term fix. You know, you're going for it now. But it's such a glazer thing. Look, I don't know that they can convince him. All I know is this, that if it's a pure football decision, right? I was talking to Sam Farmer from the Los Angeles Times today, and he was telling me about the Chargers, and he said, look, they, they don't even have a downfield threat. Now, they could mm-hmm. draft a guy, mm-hmm. but they really don't have a guy to stretch the defense. Well, that's, that was his problem in New England this year. You know, they had no one that could get separation. If it's a um, pure football decision, the only question you have about Tampa Bay mm-hmm. is the defense the second half of the year is it going to continue to improve? Right. Because the first half of the yeah. year was bad. And a lot of that would have to be based on whether you get guys like Barrett and JPP and mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Sue back, and if they can continue to play at that level. I right. mean, these are older guys, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to have to start yeah. adding to them. And do you believe the young secondary is going to continue to improve? Is real. Mm-hmm. Or are, now, are they peaking? I mean, and, and me, your hope is they're still improving. They're all very young. Right. Well, but, let, let me give you some more hope, though, if you're Tom Brady. How about this? As we know, despite their bad defense, especially the first half of the year, 
they didn't get any help from their quarterback. No. He he allowed 112 points off his turnovers alone. He had yep. an interception rate of 4.8%. Brady's was 1.8%. percent mm-hmm. So right there, you've made your defense a hell of a lot better. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't need to score as many points because you're not giving away those points. So, you know, I, I think that it all kind of, you know, all goes hand in glove, and um, I think that's what Bruce Arians would realize. But I, I got to tell you, though, I go back to we can't have nice things. I mean, this this feels like such a setup to me. I have had I have been down this road with Bucks fans before, um, and and they always get their hearts broke. And all I would say is, if someone in Boston is saying it's going to happen, it probably ain't going to happen. <laughs> that that is the ultimate leverage play right there. I don't know what he wants more from the pay. I know Bob Kraft would just hand him a check, check and say fill it out. But they, they've got salary cap, too, right? And they got to figure out how they can pay all their players and how many new players they can get in there. But it's kind of a chicken and the egg thing. I mean, when free agency starts, if you want A.J. Green or you want some of these guys, are they coming if Tom Brady's not your quarterback, if he's not signed, sealed, and delivered? Mm-hmm. So, so you know, which comes first, the, the weapons for Brady or Brady and then and then the weapons? Well, and that's right? the other thing, too, is, you know, when it comes to, say, Indomitian Sue or Jason Pierre-Paul, if Tom Brady's coming here, oh, is there a better gosh. chance they want to resign? You think? And probably and probably for a little less if they have to. If they have to. I mean, you know, just to get in here? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, may, and maybe probably some, a few maybe more some free, free agent on the back end. Your yeah. secondary. I mean, you know, your secondary yes. improved a lot, but oh, you'd still absolutely. like some particularly maybe at safety you want some more back there and maybe some veterans. Look, Tyron, Tyron, Tyron Matthew got paid right in Kansas City. He got an enormous contract. I didn't think he could get that contract. Having said that, he, it was not an accident that he went to the Chiefs. He was going someplace where he could win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what happens when you have credibility like that at the quarterback position. Um, no matter where Brady is, that team is going to be expected at least to make the playoffs. And if they mm-hmm. do, um, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll take your chances. Well, I believe be New, really England, New England has a lot of – free agents in that in their their defense yes right now they do and a lot of those guys may be going is brady back or not that's, that's right. going to depend whether i'm coming back to new england that's right and and new england needs to know because that affects obviously they're in that they then become you know part of that free agent quarterback derby right where certain guys um you know might become available as other guys sign or don't sign back with their team i mentioned there was a report that um you know, the, the Tennessee Titans are trying to re-sign Ryan Tannehill so they don't have to use one of their uh, franchise players' tags on. Um, and as the CBA still is not yet ratified, I mean, it, could, it looks like most teams will just have the one tag, not not the franchise and the transition, um, which further muddies the waters. It complicates, you know, the ability to keep both Barrett and, and or maybe Jameis Winston. This Jameis Winston thing is all over the board, um, and we'll talk about the lightning here in just a minute, but they... they Listen, I I hear what Bruce Arians has said and continues to say, and each time it's a little more damning to me. Each time he talks about Jameis Winston, while acknowledging that you know he threw for five thousand one hundred nine yards and thirty three touchdowns and how great that was, um, he he you know when, when you call somebody an unknown quantity, an unknown quantity after five seasons, albeit one with him. That's not a compliment to me. That that's not selling your quarterback to your fan base or to your your locker room for that matter. Um, you know when you when you say this December was not what you were looking for, 
that's not a selling point to your fan base or to your locker room. And so I, I just I was kind of asking myself this question today, and and that is, can you name a team who had a quarterback they wanted to resign that as just merely part of a leverage negotiating tactic they trashed him to their own fan base. Now, when I say trash, it's it's moderate. I mean, they're yeah, he's they're not saying trashing they can, him, but he's they're saying we can still win with Jameis. They're saying all the right things and and that, but but it's it's. I mean, you're also you're also emphasizing the negative. It sounds more like the speech they gave to, about Gerald McCoy a year ago here, um, saying on the one hand, oh, he's still a really good player, and we, we definitely have a need for a three technique, but then also saying, well, I don't know. You know, there's a financial aspect to it, and he doesn't make as many splash plays as he used to. So it's kind of like you give it and take it away, right? It's kind of like Jameis did all year. Yeah, yeah good point. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Yeah, no, it's yeah, so absolutely give it away. a lot. He giveth away he, and, and didn't get enough take it the ways. So, yeah, I don't know. It, that, one's, uh, that one's kind of mystifying. Bruce Arians did have something to offer in terms of knowledge just the other day here in Indianapolis. He went on with, I think it was the boys at uh, Pro Football Talk, Chris Sims <clears throat> among them. And uh, I don't know how to get I guess, you know, Bruce is kind of a fashion plate. Like, he just always looks good. You know, he dresses well for a, a, an elderly man with, the you know, the hat and, 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 and the clothes he wears. And, and so they were commenting on his wardrobe. And they said, hey, speaking of that, um, you're kind of a fashion plate. Uh, he goes, yeah. And he goes, they didn't even, they didn't even ask me, you know, to contribute to the redesign of the uniforms. Like I'm kind of insulted by it. Frankly, I can't um, imagine they wouldn't even have the coach involved. I mean, not no. making the decisions necessarily, but yeah, well, he said he saw it and this was the thing. Yeah. Here comes the big leak, right? They, he said, they did ask him, have you seen him? He goes, no, I haven't seen him. I've seen drawings. I've seen, you know, pictures of it or whatever. And they said, well, you know, what do I look like? And he says, well, I'm, I'm anxious to see him too. He goes, but I think it's more closer to the Super Bowl uniforms. And there you go. A lot of people have been hoping for the creamsicles to come back. Folks, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I think the best thing you could have hoped for, maybe you still can't, are a white helmet so that you can then wear the alternate yeah. creamsicles because they won't let you change helmets. I don't think that's happening either. So here's my what question. I, no, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say what what I think, and I, and I've heard this in several places now, that there, this is a return. Uh, you know, with with still the bigger logo. I don't think the helmet's going to change necessarily, um, but it, it, it's a return to the Super Bowl block letters. Um, maybe a deeper red jersey, maybe more like you see on the color rush jerseys. Um, but I think it's going to be more traditional uh, Super Bowl buck uniform than anything we've seen. So they haven't asked Bruce Arians for input in the uniform design. Did they ask Tom Brady? <laughs> you know what I said. I wrote about it. I said, <laughs> wouldn't it be great, you know, okay, so they signed Tom Brady, but then you have, you, have, um, you have Giselle. You have Giselle come out. There you go. You know, she's a runway model. Now let, let her do Let her, de- you know, demonstrate let her be the, the Yeah, her be the model. Yeah, I'd go with that. That'd be all right. Yeah. But I just, if, if Tom um, Brady's given input, that's a good sign he might be coming here. He's a model as well, by the way. Well, he does plenty of modeling himself. So, but that, yeah, that'd be really cool. <laughs> I wonder how he looks in red. Yeah, I mean, what, the Patriots are mostly, what, gray and blue. Mostly the blue, I mean, they have gray, some red yeah. in their uniform, but not. Yeah, but not the, the main. Although not they, the, main they, the throwbacks, they, do the, they wear the old throwback Patriot 
red uniforms. Occasionally. Occasionally they've done that. Oh, yeah, you're right. They do. They do. Yeah. yeah I'll have to go back okay. and look at what he looks like in those. Yeah. Well, he lo- hey, if he looks anything like Tom Brady, that would be a, that would be a really <laughs> good thing. Speaking of quarterbacks that aren't playing in Tampa right now. Ooh. <laughs> I love these segues. Um, your boy, Quentin Flowers. You know, there's been a lot of controversy about his inactivity, even though they're down to their uh, their backup and, and he's still holding it down as really the third string guy. Um, there's a mystery, although I don't think it's that much of a mystery. It's like there's a mystery about what we're read between what, the lines and everybody's comments, including Aaron Murray. It's like, you know, what happened to what happened to Quentin Flowers? Well, I don't think it's a mystery. He's he's ticked off. He's not playing. He walked out. He he was not at practice. He just he's had enough. And maybe Mark Trestman did lose that locker room. Lost a quarterback. He lost a big one. And don't you think that guy has some influence on that football team? I mean, I would imagine he would have some, right? He's a quarterback by by position, by the fact that he put in a lot of work at yeah. USF where they play their home games. So he's got a lot of influence on the fans, I would think. They were yeah, they were going nuts when he was in there. And unfortunately, and I don't know a whole lot about, you know, the XFL because it hasn't been alive for very long this this reincarnation of it i would just say this to quentin flowers you might want to get back in there i i, I don't think that unless you, you just want, don't want to play anymore i mean well if you're, you're ready, play, you're ready you're to hang play. it up yeah if you if it's not fun and you you can't find a way around this and and you know um then then your frustration is to the point where you're just done with football that's i guess i can't tell them what to do i guess i should say if you plan on playing football again it would probably be a good advice just to go back in there and and you know and try to force yourself into the lineup with your play. Now he may say, "Well, I've done everything I can do, and they still won't play me." I get that, um, but I don't see how this helps you if your goal is to either continue playing in the XFL or or even get to the NFL. Um, you know, by taking your ball and going home. I just I don't know that that's going to solve what that's going to get you what you want. It's not as if I mean, maybe this would happen. Maybe the Vipers would say, hey, yo, he don't want to play here. Can we trade him? You know, I, I guess if there was some team that didn't have a quarterback or. Do we know when like the trade this. deadline in the XFL is? <laughs> Do we know they have a trade deadline? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's all just, you know, they make the stuff as they go. Maybe he's going to pop up in another uniform next week. Maybe we'll play against him. We don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's a mystery. And, look. Hopefully there's nothing, you know, hopefully he's healthy and his family's fine and, and all of that because we don't, you know, sometimes that's something which you don't know you don't know, so you probably shouldn't talk about. But it sure sounded like they were leaning towards the, um, you know, the malcontent sort of viewpoint of why why it wasn't there, which is unfortunate because, you know, he should be there and he should be somebody that they value and somebody they could find a way to play. but It'll be interesting what the crowd is this weekend at home. It's a Sunday night game, 7 o'clock. Oh, really? On Prime ESPN time? Too, yeah. Oh, that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so it'll be interesting what the crowd will be like if uh, Q's not there, which it doesn't look like he will be. Yeah. So does uh, Greg McElroy do the slide-in? Does he do like the Chris Collinsworth slide-in? I don't know. I, I, haven't, I, think, yeah. I, I think he did one day. I think he did that on a Sunday night. <laughs> I mean, funny. I remember last year when it was the Hall of Fame game, Chris Collinsworth couldn't do the slide-in based on the booth there in Canton. And oh, no. Twitter went crazy. You know, there was no slide-in. <laughs> they thought they got rid of it. It was just the logistics <laughs> of the booth in Canton. They, they, there was not enough space. It's so funny. <laughs> that whole thing is so funny. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, now let me ask you, what has happened to the Tampa Bay Lightning? They've lost three in a row. And now the captain looks like he could be out, right? Well, he missed a third period on Tuesday night against Toronto. Um, and they've recalled Mitchell Stevens now from Syracuse. So maybe an indication Stamkos won't play or is it a game-time decision or we'll see how it goes in the morning. Or maybe someone else is hurt at this point. But um, Stamkos, uh, they, they, you know, after the game, Cooper said it's this thing that's been lingering for a while. They just couldn't come back out and play. So, you know, whatever that is going forward. The Lightning, at this point, if, if something's lingering with Steven Stamkos, so, I'm resting him. Yeah. For a week, two, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to make the playoffs. You're 11 points up on third place in your division. You're 13 points up on fourth, which the top three in your division make the playoffs. You've got yeah. 19 games to go. Uh, you've got enough talent where you sit Steven Stamkos for two weeks, you're fine. You'll You'll mm-hmm. make the playoffs. And at this point, it doesn't matter if you catch Boston or not. It doesn't matter right. where you finish in the standings. Just get in. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that 23-2-1 run put them in great position to get in the playoffs. So sure. if Stamkos has a lingering injury that keeps flaring up and he keeps having to leave some games, then sit him for a while. Get him yeah. healthy. He doesn't need to play the yeah. next week or two. And, no, you they know, all... and you've, you've added some nice new pieces in Blake Coleman, who we talked about last week. You've added Barkley Goodrow uh, from San Jose. We haven't even talked about him on the podcast yet. Um he made his debut Tuesday night against Toronto. Boy, he's got some thump to his game. That third period, yeah. he was throwing his body all over the place. Hmm. Um, really liked what you see. And he's a big physical center, which you know they really don't have on this team. They got a lot of fast, small centers. Right. Um, so he was. He's a nice addition to the team too. Zach Bogosian has a. Did you see that shot he took in the first period Tuesday night? I did not. That's no. a heavy shot he's got. Um. So, you know, nice pieces, three in a row loss. They didn't look very good Tuesday night. First 10 yeah. minutes, they played well. Third period, they played well. Um, but the 30 minutes in between that, um, I, you know, I don't know if it's just first game back from a West Coast road trip. Right. Those are always tough. You're playing a motivated Toronto team who just got embarrassed by losing to a Zamboni driver. <laughs> right. The, you know, the game before. So they weren't happy with their performance and – uh, you know, so we'll see how, you know, it's the first thir- three game losing streak for the lightning this year, but after a 23, two and one run, you expect some bumps in the road after that. So how much of it, you know, they've had these injuries and that's why they, mm-hmm. they've, they've had added some players and brought some guys up, but, uh, but you know, the, the trade deadline came. And so is it, should we expect it to take a little bit of time for these guys to kind of get into the swing of things? Cause this is a team that's you know, the core has been together for so long, and somehow you got to mm-hmm. integrate these guys into it. I, I think you're going to see some lines being shuffled with Coleman and, and Goodrow trying to find their place and which lines and who they have chemistry with, and, and that's going to take some time, absolutely. Um, what you worried about on Tuesday is for parts of the game, they just looked tired. They looked – Yanni Gord mentioned they just didn't bring the energy. Yeah. Um, and, and whether that's just – just an off night or whether it's just tired off the road trip and, and returning. I mean, they, they were in Arizona Saturday. They stayed over Saturday night, flew back Sunday. Mm. They did have Monday off, but you're still coming back from the West coast. 
Um, yeah, time difference, all that. I mean, yeah, yeah. and it's the cumulative. It's the cumulative. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing of a whole season. We're we're yep. we're well into the hockey season now, and they're going to start to be mm-hmm. tired and have to get a second energy. And you know, guys are getting worn down. So, I mean, you saw lots you know, of mental mistakes. Of the last three losses, you saw lots of mental mistakes, lots right. of defensemen pinching when they didn't need to, or turnovers in the wrong place on the ice. Uh, you know, you just, it, 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 the last three games were very uncharacteristic of what the lightning were for the two months prior and and whether it's it's just mental fatigue or just, Hey, we've got ourselves in position now and they've exhaled a little bit and Mm -hmm. you know, they just need to to tighten that back up and and get their game back. Not sure. Um, but you know, one, three game losing streak in a season's nothing to panic about, but you hope tonight against Chicago, uh, a team they should beat that you know you see a better 60 minute effort from the team. Yeah. You know, the, you know penalty kill let them down the other night. The penalty kill's been a little soft of late. Um some of that may be no Jan Ruda, no McDonough. You've got other guys hurt, you know Chernak missed part of the game in Arizona. You, you know, you're shuffling some different de- defenders in. Braden Coburn struggled of late. Um you know, he hasn't played a lot this season, but the last week or so, he he's it's been a little Iffy back there on the back end, you know, and, and, and if everyone's healthy, he's not usually playing. So, some, you know, there's a lot of reasons for it. But, I, you know, I think Tuesday night particularly, it was just, for whatever reason, they didn't have the energy. And, and Yanni Gord, that's what he said after the game. You know, we just didn't, we didn't bring the energy. The third period, maybe they did, and it was too little too late. They got one of the goals back but couldn't get the second. Right. So. Well, we'll see how they fare. The Lightning, of course, played tonight against Chicago, that game at Amelie Arena. I'm at the Combine for another day here in Indianapolis, and so you can go to TampaBay.com and check out all the coverage of that. We're talking about young quarterbacks. The Bucks going to be looking at some young quarterbacks to take, maybe not with the 14th overall pick, but certainly in this draft. And uh, Bruce Arians is back in his element, getting the guys on the grease board and all of that. Hey, folks, uh, if you haven't been to Tampa Bay Downs, what's holding you back? I mean, it's been here since 1926. Maybe you haven't, but it has. It's a lot of fun out there. they got thoroughbred horse racing. Uh, they also uh, feature, you know, no limits action in the Silks Poker Room. You can work on your golf swing at the uh, practice facility. Gates open at 11 a.m. Post time is 12:25 p.m. And the excitement is always fast and fun. Tampa Bay Downs, you bet they run. Give them a call at Tampa Bay Downs 813-855-4401, or check out their website at tampabaydowns.com for more information and 2020 promotions. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 